Yo, thanks for joining us here at Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. Can you hear me this time? This is a weekly podcast where we, a couple of caffeinated freaks, talk about movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram? Yep, on Instagram. Episode 41 is here, and we review the Hulu series Love, Victor. We'll also talk Pirates, Tenet, and other movies being pushed back. That and so much more. Stay tuned as Riz tell you which DVDs and music are available now. Find out the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Anna Ortiz and Chris Pine. But first, quick news. So this past weekend, I celebrated my 33rd birthday and we went out to eat on this to this awesome restaurant called Our Dining Room. Uh, We had some amazing uh, shrimp pasta made by you. Yes. uh, I also made uh, amazing milkshakes and cupcakes. And uh, you were surprised by the amazing Brenda on your birthday. What did she surprise you with? Uh, Some homemade cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Uh, she's awesome. She is uh, the owner of Sugar Tooth Gang, and it was very sweet of her to pass by and basically toss it at me because of <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> Those cookies were good. Um, uh, I I I couldn't um, recommend Sugar Tooth Gang more uh, if, for any of your. Um, parties or office get-togethers. Christmas, bat mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> All that. I sugar tooth can. Uh, but, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, we were very limited due to for obvious reasons, but I wouldn't want it any other way because I have you. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank and you, handsome. <laughs> so in the past week, Uh, While we were off, there has been some dynamic and drastic changes in TV due to program pushing the envelope on race-baiting comedy. Recently, Hulu decided to pull a Golden Girl episode where Dorothy's son is planning to marry a black woman named Lorraine. And as her family arrive to the house, Rose and Blanche are trying on a mud mask and greets the family at the door saying, This is mud on our face. We're not actually black. In the same episode, Sophia also asks Lorraine's family about quote-unquote black men in in bed, which is another stereotypical uh, comment. What do you think about this implication of these changes going on? Uh, I I honestly don't think they should be pulling the episodes completely. I think they should just do what they did with... uh Oh, what's that? What's the movie? Um, Scarlet. I don't give a damn. I always forget the name of it. Oh, Casablanca. Or oh no, I don't want to get your brother not upset. Not West Side Story. <laughs> what, what, oh shit. Gone with the wind, actually. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, so they took it off and then added it back on with uh, um, a warning and I think someone discussing it and why this doesn't hold up today. Uh, I would prefer not to take them down completely um and just have a warning just like they do with the most disney movies with all the uh the crazy stereotypes in those movies like the 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 crows in dumbo or the siamese cats in uh lady and the tramp what do you think Here's the thing that I have to agree and disagree with you. Uh, I agree with the Gone with the Wind thing, putting a disclaimer, because it was portraying at that time that type of stereotypical stereotype. I'm sorry. Whereas in Community, where Ken Jong put blackface on and decided to call himself Dark Santa or Dark Elf, that is stereotype. That shouldn't be there. You know, but if you're doing a historical um But that's the movie point, that's the point of Gone with the Wind, it's not historical. Uh the the slaves are all happy, you know what I mean? And they well, get along with everyone and they're they're like mambies, you know what I mean? The yes. the maid. And that's not how it was. They were I owned. understand. I understand what you mean. I and thinking about, you know, what we recently talked about with Song of the South, how they portrayed slaves to be 
happy-go-lucky. Yes. Uh, oh, I, we're happy. We get fed. We have full tummies. No, they were slaves. They were not happy. No, I, nobody sorry. that was a slave was happy. Uh, and talking about community, other networks have either pulled or cut out episodes of racial stereotype like The Office, 30 Rock, and Community, uh, all NBC networks. It's Yeah, it's a weird, a weird thing. I think, and for whatever reason, people thought that they could pull... Uh, push the envelope on NBC for some reason. And Golden Girls, by the way, was NBC as well, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, but I, I I believe The Office cut the scene the scene out. Yes. And the other ones have completely taken the episodes off. If they're going to cut it out, I'd prefer them just to cut it out. And because I'm a completionist, you know what I mean? Mm. So I want to watch the whole thing, even though I'm not going to be watching The Office again anytime soon, maybe in a couple years. I don't oh, know. I've never watched The Office. I have this thing where when everyone finds something so awesome, I try to stay away from it because I, I don't want to be jumping on the band bandwagon. When you're late to the party, I understand. There's there's a few things like that. I felt like that with Game of Thrones um, back in the day. I felt like that with, uh, God, what else? There's, there's, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of shows or just, movies or people, even actors that are like, oh, my God, he's awesome. And it's like, no, I don't want to be part of that, that click. Um, yeah, like sometimes so much uh, attention is kind of a turnoff to anyone else. That's why um, people just hate popular music. Like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like back yes. in the day, anything that was that sold above. Uh, uh, a certain amount of of albums, you'd be like, "Oh, I hate them," but these people that you know you've never heard of are awesome, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm authentic because I like stuff that you've never heard of. Yeah, and uh, sticking with the the main t- quick news that we started off with, uh, white voice actors have also stepped down in voicing black or. POC, with Mike Henry being the recent one who decided that he will stop voicing Cleveland Brown. Allison Brie also mm-hmm. uh, released an apology for voicing a Asian uh, character in Netflix's BoJack Horseman. Uh, and she says, I think she's stepping down as well. And we all know that uh, Hank Azaria stepped down last year as a, a poo. And Christian Bell, the new the new Apple show, um, by the producers of uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm-hmm. It's an animated show. I yeah. forget the name. She was also playing, I believe, a mixed-race character. Yeah. And she stepped down as well. Uh, this, uh, there's always the, the um, I wouldn't say Republican, but the other side that comes out and being like, oh, but you're okay with... Uh, Females or men voicing females on such and such show like Bob's Burger, or and then there's always like an excuse. Oh, those liberals are going are going crazy, and I think the difference with Bob's Burger is that it's like it isn't like um, women don't have opportunities on that show or in general. Correct, and it's. It's purposely done, and I'm sorry. The the that's the the guy that plays Tina's voice. It was originally supposed to be a male character, and they changed it for him. Yeah, and I, we were watching recently the uh, season three of Drag Race, yes. where Manila Luzon and Shangela had that exchange, where uh, Manila Luzon was playing uh, was doing a challenge where she plays a reporter, and she was channeling uh, an Asian reporter very stereotypical mm-hmm. very and stereotypical. and Shangela called her out and said well why you know you're not you're being stereotypical but Manila turned back and said but what about you when they tell you to play x person you're gonna go straight to a southern black lady and then she's and then Shangela's like well I am a southern black person and then i'm like what about manila where's she from is an asian american yeah she's filipino and then raja stepped in and 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 agreed with manila or 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 just thought that whole conversation is bullshit because as soon as they tell them to go 
uh, played their role, they go straight to their their role. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and, I always liked Sangela, but back I was then surprised. she was super green and not like not always there. I don't think. But here's the thing with uh, Bob's Burger. Like, let's say me and you create a character or a show, and then we start throwing voices out, and we pick, get picked up. So you play X person, X person, and X person, and I play X person, X person, that one of them happened to be a woman. So it's like, that was our creation, you know? Right. And we're, I, I kind of understand that, that part of Bob's Burger, yeah. rather than like, you know, if someone needs to play like uh, an Indian convenience store employee, specifically that role, let's get a white person. You know? And, and they, they were bringing up, uh, I forget the, the woman's name, but she's been playing Peter Pan in the stage version of Peter Pan since well, Peter, the 1980s. Peter you know? Pan is a kid. Is a kid, and it's a boyish... And they brought up Nancy Cartwright as Bart. Yeah. And it's like, it's because she's also a kid, you know? It's... Um, but I don't, they I don't forget see... that way, 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 way back in the early days when it was all like stage play, women couldn't play as mm -hmm. women. Exactly. Men ha played women. And it was like this alpha, like this one time this person at work told me, oh, I wish we can, well, female, I wish we can go back to like the 1900s. I'm like, bitch, like, you did not have the right to vote. You did not have any type of saying. You, you were stuck at home. Like, what type, like, you yeah. know. Anyways, I think we're digressing in this. Uh, this is what's going on in in. Yeah, the honestly, the Cleveland show or Cleveland has always irked me that he it, it was voiced by a white guy always. And the Apu thing, I never really got until that documentary came out. I'm, I'm not sure what's been going on with Apu if he's even appeared on The Simpsons lately. With Apu, I I I almost the same age as The Sim Simpsons. Yeah. And I never, never realized that it was voiced as a white that person. That it was a white person until my adult life, and we saw that documentary. I, and I knew, but I, I like it. Never occurred to me. You know what I mean? And that's when you have to listen to people. You know? Oh yeah. I can't, as a white person, be like, oh no, that's not offensive. It's like, well, you know, a, an Indian person is like, you know. Come again. That's super offensive to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Come again. Of course, that's super offensive. Now that I see from their perspective, you know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. So we have to listen to two people that aren't us. You know what I mean? Exactly. And this is an incredible movement that's going on because it opens a door of black and people of color to get jobs that they really, really need and deserve. I just don't understand not only voice acting, but other type of acting, live action acting. Like, they cannot find the type of actor or the type of person that they're looking for. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. It's incredible. Like, we're going to get into Mulan now that's been pushed back. Mulan, everyone behind the screen or the costume lady was white. Hmm. And when the they, director was Asian, though, or no? Uh, frack. I don't know. <laughs> but what stuck out for me was the costume designer was this white British lady. And uh, they were at the red carpet. And I think Variety or, or, or somebody asked her, how did you get inspiration? And all she said was, I took three months and I went to China. That's it. And I'm like, there's no Asian <laughs> historian to go with this. Yes, I, we're happy that they got all Asian cast and they used to some some Asian people in the background. But come on. Come the fuck on. Well, there's definitely a reckoning and things are definitely changing. Uh, Good. And Good. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they eventually do with, uh, with Apu and Cleveland especially uh I'm, I'm happy that this is happening it's time it's time the the new bar owner uh Darrell what's his name Jerome Jerome yeah he's voiced by a black guy he, he was actually um played the genie on the live Broadway of Aladdin no kidding yeah 
That's yeah. pretty cool. And back to Milan, uh, some of the most anticipated movies of 2020 are being delayed more and more. Live action Disney, again, like Milan and Christopher Nolan's Tenet, are both big budget films around $200 million budget, and they want big theater revenue. Both movies have been pushed back. Mulan has been pushed back a full month to August 21st, with Tenet being delayed till August 12th. Uh, while other movies like Fast and Furious have been pushed back a full year, these two are stuck for a 2020 release. Other movies that are being delayed this year is Unhinged, which I find that movie very interesting. It's a film that finds a mother who is played by Karen Pistroyce. I'm not sure if I said that name correctly, who honked at, who honked her horn at the wrong guy in traffic and her day turns into a nightmare as a rage-fueled driver named... Russell Crowe? Yes, sorry. Is Russell Crowe playing himself? Uh, no. Because I could, I could see him doing something like that. <laughs> I read that completely <laughs> wrong, but this guy who is played by Russell Crowe makes her life a living hell as he stalks her and threatens her life at every turn. That does actually seem pretty cool, just just because of honking, because people are freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's being pushed back, and it's taking uh, the original tenant spot, which is July 31st, and the rad duo from the 80s, Bill and Ted, is also being pushed back two weeks. I would like to rewatch uh, the first two Bill and Ted's before we see this movie. I'm excited about it. I remember, as a kid, really liking... Liking those movies, uh, um, and I'm excited for the new one, but I can't freaking remember them. I've never watched them. They're they're good. I've they're, never never. I know cool. at the end of the movie, I guess because of pop culture, and sometimes like when I look back, it's me being at other people's houses as a kid, yeah. and, I, and I see those movies in the background where like they're on like a school stage and they bring like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> And I don't yeah. know, it's weird. It's, it's very blurry to me. It's blurry to me as well, but, but I want to rewatch them. With the whole thing that's going on with the coronavirus, and especially in the south of the U.S., as cases continue to rise, because people are very ignorant and very self-centered, I have a feeling or I have a, that only select theaters are going to be opening up. Yeah, like, and that's if, you know... If they're still open, you know, because AMC is about to file bankruptcy, you know what I mean? So, like, it, obviously AMC ain't going to be, probably will not be opening. They might try. Got when When's Tenet coming out now? July 31st? Uh, uh Yeah, it says here, yes. July 31st. That's Alanis. No, it's day. being delayed till August 12th. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. August 12th. Its original date was July something. 31st. 31st, yeah. Uh, we're really, really hoping that all this with the coronavirus uh, disperse as quickly as possible. But we got to work together. We got to practice every type of of social distancing that we can in order for us to go back to our normal life. And I hope that when all this is over, we don't take any of this for granted. As, like here in Miami, like one thing that we do is we kiss when we greet, we yep. kiss on the cheek or we hug. Even if we don't know that person, we're like, oh, hello. Mwah, how are you? And <laughs> it's it's a, it's awkward when we when you meet somebody and you're like standing there and it's like, fuck, like. Hi, wave. <laughs> try oh, my to, God. Yeah. The, the funny, a funny story about that. Um, I used to work in Hialeah, which is uh, like the. Cuban capital of Miami center. Yeah. And every Cuban like kisses when they, you know, when they say hello to each other. And I was in like an, an auto store there. And like this guy was just coming into work and he goes and kisses all this female co-workers. I'm like, that's sexual you, harassment, sexual you harassment. Be, you, you best not miss one, one person. What the fuck? Like, you know? I, I just thinking at the time, I'm like, damn. It's just like an endearing thing that it's a custom for us Cuban people is just to say hello with a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And I do that, too. Like, I mean, when I see people at my job, I just go over and kiss them and say hello to them. Um, it's weird. It's awkward and it's weird. 
Continuing with the movie news, though, this is pretty cool. So, we are going to hit the high seas in this one. It is confirmed that actress Margot Robbie is set to star in a new Pirates of the Caribbean film. According to Heat Vision, the project is separate from the already confirmed reboot. I didn't even know there was an already confirmed reboot. Yeah. Uh, The female-led film is being written by Christina Hodson, whose resume includes... Birds of Prey and Bumblebee. Not bad. She states this isn't a sequel, spinoff, or reboot, but rather a wholly original story with new characters under the Pirates moniker. Um, uh, so, reboot. <laughs> you know, Jerry Bruckheimer is set to atta- to be attached to produce the film. I don't think it's a reboot. I think it, it was trying to be, uh, what I get from it is like Wolverine Origin. Like it's in the same universe, but it's its own but world, its own thing that has nothing to do with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's Wolverine world. origin would be considered a prequel. So like a sequel prequel, you know what I mean? Like it's if it's still under the Pirates of the Caribbean moniker, as they say, then it's, you know, they're trying to say it's its own thing. You know what I mean? It's in that universe. Yeah. Um. So I don't really. Uh, and and of course, all the hate that I saw. Well, it's gonna be another Ghostbusters, you know, female movie. Oh, God. And every time there's a female-led movie, that shit comes out that doesn't do when it when it doesn't do well. They're like, oh well, hands on the hips. This is why you don't you know have female-led movies. And they ignore Halloween that came out last year, which was the biggest horror movie uh, by a female-led ever. Um, they ignore bridesmaids. They ignore like there's there's countless female led movies that do amazing, but as soon as one doesn't, yeah, I bet if we took the time, we can name a whole list of male lead flops. Flops, exactly. No one talks about nobody Thor says, two oh, well, let's or not, Iron Man three. Let's not have any more male led led movies exactly. because they flop. You know, and that pisses me off. Well, uh, a what was that? Load. What was that eighties movie? Underwater, Underworld. Uh, Waterworld. That was a major flop. Yeah, that was a disgusting flop, and no <laughs> one says let's cancel all the all these male people. Yeah. So bring on the freaking vaginas. Anyways, I don't know about all that, and I'm, <laughs> I was never really a big fan of of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I I tried a few times to sit through the first one. I think I fell asleep every time. It's boring, bro. I it's saw the Pirates of the Caribbean in the theater. Fun fact, it was the first Disney movie to be rated a PG-13. No kidding. Yeah. Good uh, to know. It was just so long for me. I remember <laughs> there was a scene, and, and I'm like, still? There's still more? Uh, same thing with Lord of the Rings. I thought it was over. I think it was like the third one or the second one. <laughs> third one has like six endings. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to go home. Uh, but I'm really, really looking forward to this. Margot Robbie is a fantastic actor- actress. I love her in Wolf of Wall Street. I loved her in Birds of Prey. She is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, she's fantastic. And I love to see that she is getting the, recogniz- the recognition, you know you know what I mean, as a, um, as a woman that can carry a film. You know yes. what I mean? Like a Reese Witherspoon type. Yes. Um actress uh here's a quick uh quick news that i didn't write here um if anyone is a princess diana fan or a huge follower they are making a biopic of her uh which takes place of the week of her divorce with charles and uh kirsten stewart is playing princess diana and i kind of like that casting i can see kirsten stewart playing playing diana Um, i do too it was uh no, that, that's fantastic casting. I love it. Um, hopefully, hopefully she'll do well. It's definitely Oscar bait. Yeah. So we are going to take a real quick break before we come back with our review for the new Hulu show, Love, Victor. And we are back. So uh, we watched this new series on Hulu, Love, Victor. It premiered June 17th, last week, uh, during our... Uh, off week. Off week, so we had an, a, uh, enough time to binge it. The cast includes Michael uh, Chisimo. Semino. Semino, Rachel Hilson, Anthony Thurple, B.B. B. B. Wood, Mason Gooding, 
Uh, George Sear, Isabella Ferreira, Mateo Fernando, Anna Ortiz, James Martinez, and it is narrated by Nick Robinson from the original Love, Simon movie that this is spun off from. So uh, Love, Simon came out in 2018. Yeah. And this movie is... Uh, it's a spinoff, basically. Yes. Uh, Victor is a new student at Creekwood High School on his own journey of self-discovery, facing challenges at home, adjusting to a new city, and struggling with his sexual orientation. Uh, so I was excited about this show. We've been talking about it, how it was originally supposed to be on Disney+, Plus, uh, but that was changed to Hulu's, you know, given the mature content. Um, I'm rolling my eyes there. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, it could have been a G-rated show and been boring as fuck. You know what I mean? Or leave it and just put a disclaimer in the front. But they weren't going to do that on Disney+. Plus. They're blurring out, you know, Daryl Hannah's ass and Splash. You know what I mean? And what was that other... There was another freaking show that they were blurring the mom's cleavage out. So I'm fine with it being on Hulu. I guess. I'm just... I, like, Disney Plus wants anal. to be very family-friendly, and they do have gay characters on their shows, you know, on the High School Musical show, the High School Musical Musical show, or whatever you call it. The High School Musical, the musical, the show. <laughs> Something <laughs> yeah. like that. Something to do like that. So it's just, this is coming from a more mature... Um, audience. Audience, right. So the original movie was about uh, a high school student uh, who was struggling with with his sexuality. And he starts like sort of like a pen pal email thing with someone else who was having the same issues in his school. And uh, it goes from there. They kind or he kind of um, he tries to like investigate who that person is. So he starts uh, looking at people and meeting people. And and that was like his whole thing throughout the whole movie until it got leaked out. Um, yeah. And then he said, you know what? Fuck it. You know, there's this uh, event going on, this spring fling or su- or winter festival. If you like me, uh, come here and let's, let's make it official. And, and that's basically the whole movie. It's, it's a really cute movie. Um, there aren't and it's, a and, lot and relatable to us. big screen, um, like wide release, uh, the movies movie. where the central character is gay and um, it's a happy ending. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no one dies just, from AIDS. It's a romantic... <laughs> it's, it's a romantic comedy, basically. Yeah. Um, so, in this one, Victor has just moved to the town that, that Love, Simon took, took place and he's going to be a sophomore at the same high school. Um, and he hears about Simon. He's struggling with sec- his sexuality. He hears about Simon. And he looks him up on Instagram and he starts writing to him. And uh, Nick Robinson, who played Simon in the original, voices Simon in vo- you know, voiceovers, writing him back. Yes. Um, and they make it clear from the start that Victor's story is, is going to be different than Simon's. Uh, at the very beginning, he meets... A cute girl played by Rachel Hilson, who appeared in the first episode of Fosse Verdon. And I that I knew I had seen her from somewhere. She played like a secretary. It's a really cute girl. Um, and he decides that he's going to try to have a relationship with her, um, even though he's still questioning his sexuality. Uh, what did you think generally of the show? Um, as... A Latino person, I do like the fact that they have a Latino family. I like the fact that his family is dysfunctional. Uh, There was a lot, thinking about it, to be honest, I kind of like choke because I saw a lot of issues there that I related to a lot. Not only the fact that I got to see... Uh, uh, LGBT show that I can represent, but also a Latino family as well. And um, it made me feel so good. It made me feel like I was seen and heard and understood. And that part was really, really 
personal to me. Um, the sister and the brother relationship that they had, I loved. Uh, I feel like me and my sister had that same relationship. Like, we love each other. But, you know, she, uh, I think her name is Isabella Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, had that s- same strong Latina attitude that my sister had and I felt like I saw my sister through her um funny things like I I, I couldn't pe- get past it it was like it's your first day of school and Victor made like eight friends <laughs> and I'm like that is like <laughs> I don't see you know the reality in that yeah. but then I talked to Kyle who was on our show last week and he's like I'm a friendly bitch <laughs> you know <laughs> I say hi to everybody and I'm like well okay I kind of understand yeah, you know. well, uh, uh, when you said that, I just said it. it's your typical, you know, teen teen show. Basically, the first episode, first day of school, they set up all the characters. So they have to introduce all the characters. So he makes eight friends or whatever. He uh, befriends his neighbor, which is played by Anthony Thurple, which I think he's cute AF. Yeah, uh, he's, he has he's a pretty funny. Great smile. Um, and he introduces... Uh, Victor to the school and and everything and and uh, that's how Rachel and BB Wood uh, are are introduced as well. Um, the drama teacher from the movie, uh, the actual Love Simon movie, uh, is there. The same actress is now playing the vice principal, and yes. they like make reference to the old vice principal who was uh, very funny in the in the movie. Um, he was in Arrested Development. I forget. Uh, I think I know the who you're talking name. about. But he, um, that he like went off to Africa or something. So it was nice to have that connection uh, from the movie. So yeah. So Victor at the same time is making friends, finding who he is, and at all this time he sees this hunky guy played by George Sear. Uh, he plays Benji. And that's where his, like, feelings for uh, liking the same sex starts happening. And he gets confused. And at the same time, Nick Robinson or Simon uh, is there to guide him and try to tell him, like, you know, it's good to make friends, but make sure you know who you are and make sure you start finding who you are. Uh, and then she's, he starts feeling uh, for Rachel. Yeah, the the thing about this show, it doesn't... There were certain parts where I was kind of expecting it to go a certain way um, as far as your typical, you know, high school show. Because I've seen like a million and they do go to a a certain point um, to a point, but then they come back. And uh, what was the example that I was just thinking of? They went to that party as well. I like the fact that they focus as well on them being high school teen. Like, it doesn't always revolve about uh, Victor finding who he is, uh, sexually orientated and stuff like that. Like, you get lost in his, uh, him trying to discover self-acceptance, not only as, as himself, but as as a high school student in general. And I like that about it, that it dealt with that as well. What I was trying to say before, I was trying to like get my thoughts together. Sorry. Like when I watched the first episode, um, I was thinking to myself how there's going to be shippers. You know what I mean? Whenever there's a high school show, you know, and that's what ruins the shows for me are the shippers. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm like, Girls are probably going to start shipping um, Victor and this girl. Uh, what was the, the girl's name? I don't know. Um, and then I thought to myself, but like, look at the meetings between Victor and her and Victor and Benji. You know what I mean? When he saw Benji the first time, like the freaking music was playing. It was slow motion. His hair <laughs> was wafting. And it's like they didn't make, make a... Uh, um, they didn't like make it like they were two two of the same coin. Like yes. one was, oh, this is a cute girl I that like I met, and she's she's sweet, I'm and I made her, her I made her laugh a little bit, and then the music starts, and then they didn't make any bones about 
what he was really thinking. Yes. And um, it's uh, it's an interesting storyline, you know, to tell because it is a lot of people's storylines in high school. They don't, you know, they aren't as self-aware as Simon was in Love, Simon. Correct, correct. And it focuses on just that, that time where you are trying to just know who you are and try to find the people to like you no matter what. Um, in the show later on, uh, Simon writes to him and tell him, I wish you were here so I can give you a hug because he was going through a hard time uh, because uh, Rachel's character wanted to go to the next step and he wasn't sure. He was very scared. He didn't think he could handle it. So he lied to his parents, which I freaking love that they didn't bring that up like oh like it's all a lie like no that's the lie let's move forward you know um and and really he wrote to him after uh he kissed benji yes uh and that's when he went to new york and and then when he got there he 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 was devastated he's like i don't want to be this i I hate myself. And that's when Simon's like, I wish I could give you a hug. I hate to hear, hear you say that about yourself. That's true. And he went to New York. And unfortunately, Simon wasn't there because he was at a bachelor party in New Jersey. But he did met his boyfriend um, and kind played, of played by the same actor from the movie. Yes. Simon, which and was a cool um, I like another that. cool crossover. And basically took him under his wing for that weekend and introduced him to his other roommates, which were like a plethora of people from the LGBT community, uh, gay, trans, uh, lesbian friends. And he was just so overwhelmed with with all that. And I like the dialogue he had with their gay friend when Victor's like, why you guys are like dressing up in in drag like this is like all a costume and stuff like that and his gay friends like no here's a picture of me with my religious family and i did this and i did this and i was super super unhappy that was drag Mm -hmm. this is who i am this is me and i felt like it made so much sense how easily that was explained of how it is to be a gay person or LGBTQ person living under someone else's normalcy. Um, and I felt like with that conversation, it can open a lot of minds to people and, and not only straight, but even gay or LGBT people going through that struggle as well. Um, yeah, that was a fantastic episode. I uh, love that episode. The eventually, um, Victor finds out that Simon had shared his messages with the group and he got really upset and he ran out. Um, he felt embarrassed. And lo and behold, and apparently litter Twitter, <laughs> litter, <laughs> literally Twitter lit up when, when Simon himself showed up, Nick oh. Robinson showed up and I'm like, Oh my God, that was pretty cool. And he explained to him, you know, I, you know, I didn't have all the all of the answers. Your story is different from mine. You know, I never dated a girl, but, you know, my boyfriend did. Yes. Or I wasn't from a religious... My family wasn't from a religious background, but, you know, this other guy was. So we were all rooting for you the same. This is... We were your community. We were That was, you. like, really beautiful. That was so touching. And that's what the LGBTQ community is really is because... Unfortunately, in real life, we don't pick our family, but our LGBT society, we we can. And to have like that whole team behind Victor was so moving and so powerful for me. I, I absolutely loved it. And after that trip, he came back with this whole different mindset of who he is. Mm-hmm. And the first person he came out to was, was his best friend, uh, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Thurple. Yeah, the actors, Anthony. The, uh, yeah, and all Anthony did, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry, was just give him a hug and tell him that, you know, nothing changed. Whew. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I want to give uh, Rachel, the girlfriend, one, one last night, and they were going to go to Spring Fling, the prom for yeah. the younger, the 
uh, sophomore prom, I guess. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to tell her that the night after. I'm like, okay. Because I want her is, to have a good time and stuff like that. This is teen drama 101. She's going to find out that night. And to be honest, I really felt bad for Rachel Hilson's character oh, because she her emotions are being played with. And it's not Victor's fault either because he doesn't know who he is. And I felt like he just had this connection with Rachel's character and didn't know how to define that very well. Right. Um, and it turned out that when he got to the boys' bathroom, um, who was he talking to that? He was talking to Benji, uh, and, uh, the sort of bully, sort of not was listening in the stall. Which is played by Mason Gooding. Who is, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son, yes. Uh, and then he was in the stall, and he heard that whole conversation because... There was some issues going on where his where Victor's sister found a love letter uh, explaining to Benji how he really felt. But his sister thought it was a female because it just said B for Benji. And then uh, by uh, Victor and, and Anthony's character talking about it in the bathroom, uh, Mason's character walked out and just gave him a look like, you know, I know, and walked out. And... We, this whole like issue and crap started going on, and uh, Benji's boyfriend at the show found out. Right. And um, Victor confronted both of them, and Victor told Benji's boyfriend, Hey, it's not Victor's, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not Benji's fault. It's my fault. I went to kiss him. He pushed me back. If you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at me because he did everything he could. To stop it, and that's not all his fault. Later in the scene, or later in that show, you find out that Benji break up with him. He goes to Victor, and they both declare each other's love outside the courtyard in school, and they finally like give each other this real kiss. In that meantime, Rachel's uh, yeah comes out and sees them kissing, and she is just of course and, and that's super like like i said teen teen drama yeah because if cliche. It was, yeah even though if it's like rather it be gay or lesbian or straight like that whole cliche me finding out behind yeah. your back that you're seeing someone else is i i wish that they had just had him tell her you know what i mean i wish they didn't have that that whole thing i would have liked that as well that um, they would have just sat down like two two grown kids and be like this is what i'm going through i'm sorry and I, I, but they had to inject that drama for that cliffhanger for season two. So, um, and this, that, that entire episode up to a point went to every cliche that I was expecting. There was, oh, there were yeah. several things I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And in the final scene, when Victor's ready to tell his parents, um, that he's gay, um, I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to tell, tell the kids that they're getting a divorce and then he's not going to say anything. And, and they, so they indeed they indeed told the kids, oh, we're going to be separating. And he gets upset and he starts to walk out of the room. And I'm like, all right, that's the end of the season. And then he stops and he turns around and he's like, and he tells them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So they did go there. So I was I was at least happy about that. And um, season two should be interesting if there is. I mean, it isn't confirmed. They, they opened a writer's room for season two. What I does guess. that mean? That they're they're planning it out and to present it to Hulu, and I guess depending on the ratings, from what I understand, it's doing really well. So I think it's it'll get a second season. And the uh, funny thing is, he really doesn't say I'm gay until that 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 moment. I know he throughout the show, he's like, I like guys. I think I'm into guys. Even when he went to New York, I, I'm uh, Simon. I'm like you. You know what I'm, I mean? That's it, all he would say. Yeah, and I kind of related that. To my personal experience, when I came out to my mom, I couldn't tell my mom that I was gay. I told her I don't like women when I, I came out to her. Um, and yeah, it's that's how it ends. And we really, really enjoyed that show. And anybody who likes that teen high school uh, dramedy, I guess. It wasn't really a dramedy, but it's, it's your typical high school TV show. There were some funny parts. Uh, oh, yeah. And um, there's a lot of stuff that we really didn't talk to because I uh, talked about like the 
the ongoing history between Victor's um, parents, yeah. uh, B.B. Wood, who plays Lake, and She's Anthony. Cute. I love her. And Anthony um, relationship and Lake's mother uh, is played by Leslie Grossman, which is an awesome, awesome cast. I love her. Uh, and uh, Mackay Pfeiffer plays a Rachel Hilson's father and Sophia Bush from uh, that teen show plays One Tree Hill plays his girlfriend One Tree Hill exactly um, so there's a lot of other story arcs that's going on around Victor's whole personal life that I feel like you can find something and relate to but this is something we never had you know growing up absolutely you know there not. were a million not a million, but there were a ton of teen shows. And if they happened to include a gay character, they would be relegated to the background. I mean, let's not go that far. Buffy, when Willow came out, she never said I'm a lesbian. They never said the word lesbian to her or about her. It's always like, Willow, Willow's with her. When, once they got, uh, they switched it over to UPN. She did like, she did say th- those words that she was gay, um, and but it wasn't allowed on the WB, and it wasn't allowed for for her and her girlfriend to kiss on the WB. And looking back, you see shows like we were recently before we started this episode lost uh, other shows where no gay person or LGBT person existed. Uh, uh, cheers. Uh, all this other stuff. Yeah, there would be like the one episode character, and it would be. On so cheers fucking or stuff stereotypical, like that. and it's like, I hate when people would say, "Oh, gay people are being shoved down our throat." And it's like, how many years have we sat through TV, through movies, through mm-hmm. through everything, and we're just there hoping to see someone that looks like us or relates to us, and there isn't. God, All in the Family had a a recurring transsexual character. Um, that was very popular, and people loved this character. You told me about that. And they killed her off. Hate crime. Of course. Like, they, they couldn't keep her. It, that's that's your penalty. That was that was your penalty for and being gay back And all these decisions then. are made, like Kathy Griffin says, by them white men that write those checks up, mm-hmm. up there. I mean, come on. What did we talk about about Harriet Tubman movie? When that freaking uh, movie corporate guy said to have Julia Robert play Harriet Tubman because <laughs> no one's going to remember who Harriet Tubman looks like. Are you fucking kidding me, yo? Yeah. Really? Those are the people that needs to change so it can trickle down to what we want to see. I mean, like, the world, our society is full of, like, these beautiful, colorful people that needs to be shown and needs to be represented and not Everyone is fucking white. Not everyone. And it's it's insane. Uh, but yeah, go check out Love, Victor. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got the spirit of Pride Month in me. Especially, uh, I mean, it's awesome because I was born in Pride Month. It's hey, it's it's destiny. <laughs> uh, what are the movies and music that are out now? Woohoo! So, new movies. You'll notice that... Uh, well, I haven't heard a lot uh, about a lot of these movies. You'll notice that this may be going forward and definitely the last few uh, podcasts has been the same because nothing's coming out. So it's been like three months and this is usually when the stuff that's been in the theaters comes to, to, to DVD. Yeah, exactly. But it is what it is. So last week, since we, we weren't on last week, a portrait of A Lady on Fire came out, Corpus Christi came out, and Burden came out. This week, Force of Nature is coming out. Evil Season 1 is coming out. And The Short History of the Long Road on DVD and or Blu-ray. Last week, uh, music, Arca, uh, who has worked a lot with Bjork, has an album called Kick Eye out. Haim has an album called Woman in Music Part 3. Uh, this week, The Rentals has a new album called Q36, and Willie Nelson uh, has an album called First Rose of Spring. Cool. That's very, very eclectic there. You okay. want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Absolutely. Who are they again? Uh, the Six Degrees of Separation is Anna Ortiz, who's 
plays Victor's mom yes. in Love, Victor, and Chris Pine. All right, sweet. And the funny thing is, uh, I started doing like in in my head as if it was Anna Diarmas, <laughs> um, and everyone would probably anyone that knows me would probably know why I had that that mistake in my head. So Anna Ortiz is in Love, Victor, uh, which is a spinoff and is narrated. Uh, by Nick Robinson from Love, Simon. Uh, Love, Simon star Jennifer Garner, uh, who was in Electra, or who played Electra in Dare, Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was in Justice League movies with uh, Gal Gadot. And, of course, Ooh. Gal Gadot was in Wonder Woman with Chris Pine. And there you have it. And our fact of the week is that Dracula was filmed in English during the day and in Spanish at night. When the 1931 movie Dracula was being shot, it was common for foreign language films to take over the set at night and shoot their own version instead of dubbing over them later. The Spanish language version, which used the same script and the same set, wrapped up about half the time and earned better reviews than its English language counterpart. Hmm. So, and when uh, Dracula, or Dracula, the Spanish version, Dracula. Uh, was made, it was received more better than uh, Dracula Bella Lugosi. Reviewers for Dracula. So it was an actual different actor playing him? Everyone was uh, different. The, they just used the same sets. Uh, yeah, the same set. <laughs> That's crazy. And the Dracula movie seemed to be lost and forgotten until it was resurfaced in Cuba. <laughs> Lo and behold, uh, in the 1990s. And it was digitally remastered first on VHS and then on Blu-ray. Sure, uh, we need to find that. That's awesome. And that's the fact of the week. And you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It belongs to Bram Stoker? Yeah, you can say. Oh, would you look at the time? We got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. If you want more, head over to our Instagram at PressPlayAR and email us any suggestions you have. On any movies or TV shows you want us to check out at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay the number two at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.